Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Sunday, March the 5th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. This past week, I watched two Senate hearings, which were uh, confirmation hearings for two of the appointees for two different positions in the Biden administration. One was for the director of the FAA, and the other was um, for the National Archivist. And I'd like to share with you some of what I observed and what I concluded and why it matters so much to you and to me what or who these nominees are. So the first one, as I said, is the director for the FAA. It is the Federal Aviation Administration. And it oversees all of the commercial airlines in this country, as well as private airlines. In other words, all air traffic. And the nominee is African-American. And I can only conclude after watching the hearing that he was chosen not for the content of his character or for his aviation experience, but he was chosen for the color of his skin because he ticked off certain boxes that the whole diversity, equity, and inclusion wokeness is trying to impose itself in every aspect of our lives. And I say this because this man who has been nominated by President Biden to head the FAA has zero zero aviation experience. Now that's kind of stunning, right? Because how do you even apply for a job for which you have no experience? Well, he didn't have to apply. He's getting appointed by the Biden administration. Senator Ted Budd, who is a senator from North Carolina in particular, his line of questioning because Senator Budd is a pilot himself. And he asked the nominee... He asked Philip Washington a series of questions about FAA rules, about regulations, about criteria for um, aviation companies, about programs, about safety, about security, and mostly about defense issues that relate to the FAA's oversight. This nominee, Philip Washington, could not answer one question in any of those categories. It was stunning to watch. It wasn't as if he had limited knowledge. He had no knowledge. He said in response to every question in every one of those categories, I, I, I don't believe I know that. In addition, as if that weren't enough that this man has no qualifications for the job for which he's been nominated, he is, in fact, currently involved in a public corruption investigation because while he was director of the Los Angeles Metro Transportation Department, he, he has been accused of pay-to-play contracting 
meaning he gave out an $800,000 no-bid contract to a politically connected charity called Peace Over Violence, which was supposed to address sexual harassment by having a hotline, only the hotline was almost never used. And a whistleblower who came forward about this investigation said that when Philip Washington was a director of the LA Metro Transportation Department, he pushed for these kinds of contracts, these no-bid politically connected contracts to be awarded. And in fact, the, currently the California Attorney General's office is involved in an ongoing criminal investigation in this particular matter. And the, the subpoenas that they have gotten use as a factual basis for the granting of the subpoenas that Philip Washington has a material involvement in the, in the case that they're investigating. And yet, no one from the White House or the Senate Confirmation Committee, the chairwoman, or the Department of Justice or the FBI had ever contacted the AG's office from Los Angeles about this ongoing corruption investigation, even though all those departments and the people involved knew that this particular individual, Philip Washington, has been nominated by Biden to head the FAA. Now, I will tell you this. He denied any wrongdoing, and he claims that the allegations in the search warrant that the L.A. Sheriff's Office obtained are false, that the allegations are false. Okay, I actually care less about the latter, about his alleged involvement in a pay-to-play contract scheme, than I care about his complete lack of experience and knowledge in the field of aviation. You know, my daughter flies for a living. She is a flight attendant with a commercial U.S. airline. And recently there have been several near misses, one in Austin, not far from where I live at the Austin Bergstrom Airport. I think there was one in, I don't know, was it Louisiana? And one in, in I forget, there were three in the last week, near misses. Can you imagine? I mean, that's my child up in the air, and they are talking about appointing a man who has no experience in running the position for which they have nominated him. It's almost inconceivable. Similarly, the U.S. archivist, if you don't know what that is, the archivist of the United States is appointed by the president with the advice and consent of the Senate, as are all of those appointments. And, and that archivist position is responsible for kind of safeguarding and making available for, for study and inquiry all of the permanently valuable records of the federal government. So you're talking about the original Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, all of which are displayed in the archive's main building in Washington, D.C., so the woman the Biden administration nominated for this position to be the National Archivist, her name is Colleen Shogan. She has a PhD. They call her Dr. Shogan when questioning her. And like my reference to Ted Budd out of North Carolina, Josh Hawley, a United States Senator from Missouri, asked Dr. Shogan questions about the position. 
She refused to answer many of them. She lied in her pre-session written questions that she had to submit in the answers to those questions before she testified before Congress. She stonewalled on many of the questions she was asked, and she repeatedly, listen to this, she repeatedly lied under oath, blatantly lied under oath. We know this because Josh Hawley had in his possession tweets that she had made on her Twitter thread that she took from a public thread to a private thread the day before she testified before the Senate. Why did she do that? Well, the reason was that although she did take it private, Josh Hawley had tweets that they were able to copy and print out and hold on to in advance of her taking it out of the public domain. And these were tweets that were clearly anti-Republican, anti-conservative, anti-Trump, very woke, pro-abortion, pro-masking of children under the age of five, of which Senator Hawley made the point that he has one of those. She simply lied over and over and over again under oath, despite the fact that he had the printed out tweets in front of him. Now, after I watched these two hearings, I thought to myself, how did we get here? How is it possible that someone so incompetent and unqualified as Philip Washington and someone so deceitful as Colleen Shogan get to be appointed to such important positions? And the answer I came up with in my own mind is, when you don't have consequences for mistakes or incompetence or malfeasance or negligence, or lies, when you don't have consequences, and in some instances those things require actual legal consequences because they're criminal, when you don't have consequences for behavior that fall under any of those categories and others I didn't name, I mean, it's why we give children punishments, right? It's why we give kids consequences for poor choices or for bad behavior. We do it because we want to correct the behavior and we want to give a consequence that is significant enough or at least proportionate to the behavior so that it deters the same behavior in the future. But we haven't done that. We've stopped doing that. Forget it with children. I'm not even going there because that, in essence, is a parental decision that happens within each home. We've stopped doing it for politicians, for people in the private sector. We've stopped demanding, holding people's feet to the fire for consequences. Now, all of us know that we have become a divided nation, that we are incredibly polarized. But again, I was thinking, you know how after a bad day at work, you come home And you're not really angry at your spouse or your children or even, let's say, a friend who calls you. You're not angry at them. But maybe you're so frustrated or you've been wronged at work 
or disrespected or overworked for the compensation that you're getting. Whatever it is, you come home and you have to release that energy somewhere. And what happens? We all know what happens. We snap at the people closest to us. Well, I think that's what we're doing as a nation. I think that's what we're doing as a population. I think we are all on both sides of this fed up with the incompetence, with the lies, with the mis- and disinformation, with the manipulation by the media and government. I think we're all fed up. And what are we fed up with? Worse than everything I just named that we've been subjected to is that there are no consequences for these people. Hillary Clinton destroyed 30,000 emails after she was under subpoena to produce them. Hunter Biden has a laptop that has been authenticated and verified even by the left that is filled with information that would put him and his father in jail. Fauci and EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Drosek lied to us about COVID, lied to us about gain of function, lied to us about the origins. Nothing happened. People were unable to be with dying relatives. People were masked for no reason. Children missed a year of school, a year of their lives, their social lives. And when they returned to school, they were forced to breathe in their own exhalations for the entire day of school, which in and of itself is incredibly unhealthy. There's all the trafficking in women and children, sex trafficking. There's an open border. There's fentanyl killing 100,000 people a year because it's coming across that open border from the Chinese by way of the Mexican government and its corrupt system. We have corrupt politicians on both sides of the aisle. We have politicized government agencies like the FBI and the IRS, and they, all of them, those who are responsible, they play on our frustration and they encourage us to turn on each other. That's what I think we're doing. I don't think we as a people are as divided as we have become or as we seem to have become. I bet you on issues like should grade school children have transvestites coming into story hour to read to them about fringe at the best, the best word I can possibly use for it, fringe sexual behaviors? I bet most of us agree that that's not a good idea. I bet most of us agree that an open border is a detriment to the safety and security of our country. I bet most of us agree that politicians are too corrupt and not doing the job we send them to Washington to do. I think most of us agree that what happened with COVID was a fiasco and that irreparable harm was done. I think most of us agree that the secrecy around what's going on in Ukraine and how much of our tax dollars is going there unaccounted for to the most corrupt nation on the planet, I think we're all in agreement that that's not okay. 
I think we're all in agreement that sex trafficking in women and children is not okay. That fentanyl killing 100,000 people a year without consequence to China or, or to the cartels is not okay. Or to our government who's allowing it to go on. No, we don't oppose one another on these issues because they are human common sense issues that go to the heart of quality of life for all of us. So what do we do? What do we do? Because again, those people who are profiting and profiteering and gaining more power over keeping us divided aren't going to stop of their own accord. What do we do? And and I've talked about this before. You know, I do what I can as an individual. I come here, I talk on the podcast, I, I write articles, I do what I can do. But we all have to do what we can do. We can all vote with our wallets. We really do have to stop spending money with companies that we know are supporting all of these issues that most of us agree on are corrupt and are harmful to the quality of life in this country. And at some point, you know, I don't think we need civil war. Civil war is that macro view of the division that they have created among us, right? If we're at each other's throats, then of course the thing to say is we're headed for civil war. No, if anything, we should be headed for what the Constitution tells us we should do in situations like this. We should replace the government is what we should do. And I'm not talking about anarchy. I'm not talking about a free-for-all. But I am talking about each of us who feel the way I think most of us feel about what has happened to the quality and integrity of life in this country should do, which is become vocal, become active, not allow it to go on, not be okay that Fauci's walking away with no consequence or Hunter Biden or his father are walking away with no consequence or our tax dollars continue to go to Ukraine while we struggle here financially and are in our own financial problem, not allow them to go forward with a central bank digital currency that will allow them to control every dime that we spend whether it is a constitutional convention, which I've talked about before on the podcast, or whether it's something more like us finally getting into the streets. We have to stop allowing this to go on. Each of us has some power. We might not have the power that it will take to bring all this to a halt. We might not have that power individually, but collectively, I have no doubt that we do. So what we have to do is stop looking at people who see the world differently than we do, who are also American citizens, who also have families, who also bleed when they're cut. We have to stop looking at those people as if they're our enemies. They are not our enemies. They are our fellow citizens. And on a humanitarian level, we have so much more in common with them than not. Let's be vocal when an incompetent, inexperienced person is appointed by our president to take care of the safety in our skies. Let's not be silent when a politically biased and nasty woman who lies under oath 
is appointed to the position or is nominated to be appointed to the position of securing our most sacred documents upon which this nation was founded. All of this matters. As I always say, personal responsibility, which is what we want from people in positions of power, it starts with you and it starts with me. If we don't hold ourselves personally responsible, if we think that we can turn a blind eye to what we know is going on, then why in the world should the people who want to control us, who want to manipulate us, who want to usurp our personal power, why should they care a darn about whether they're personally responsible or competent or experienced or what their outcome is as it affects you and me? Why should they care? Because personal responsibility starts with you and me. You know, Harry Truman had that sign on his desk, the buck stops here. Well, the converse is true as well. Personal responsibility starts here. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again next Sunday. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.